0: Good morning everyone. So wish we were actually physically together with you, but we're going to try the next best thing again and come to you by this video cast this morning. Uh, Kathleen and I were walking in the church yard yesterday and it was so sad to see that sign saying that there would be no worship there as we picked our fresh kale from our community garden and uh, brought it home and had it for supper we were thinking of all of you and my psalm this morning in my devotionals was psalm 122 i was glad when they said to me let us go to the house of the lord so i think that kind of underlined my sense of missing you today but uh, we love you and we're praying for you each by name praying for mark today who's in Kelowna uh, with his father having suffered a heart attack but it sounds like he's so far going to be okay but continue to pray for Mark and his dad and his stepmom and the whole family, the Lee family. Uh, so I would like to open this morning uh, like we love to open at church and that's by lighting a candle and just inviting you to silence for a moment. So as Kathleen lights this candle, just a reminder that we are not alone in all of this and this morning and all that's going on in our world, that Jesus is with us invite you to take a moment and take a deep breath and and be, uh, just be aware of your own heart and we'll come back in a moment. So as we did last week, um, we're going to uh, have a psalm that I'd like to read. This is actually uh, this lectionary psalm for today, which we would have read together at church. And it's been so moving to me as I've been thinking about this all week, that it's Psalm 23. Wow, what what better psalm for us than that one for today. And, uh, and then I'm gonna just give a brief devotional. I'm gonna share actually out of my blog, which probably Tay has just posted on the website. Uh, just some thoughts that have been coming. I know there's just such a volume of information. I'm gonna try to spare you from too much. We're hoping this can be uh, approximately half an hour today or less. Um, <clears throat> and then after I share, Kathleen has something that uh, she's going to share with you that I think, she shared with me last night that I think is so beautiful and so comforting. And then we'll end up with some worship and uh, um, just some a benediction and blessing for you. <clears throat> so from Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall never be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. my whole life long and forever. I've really felt this week that this Psalm, especially verse four, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It's just so um, profound in its timing for us as a church, as a community, as a generation. And as I've been thinking about this thing of fearing no evil, sometimes we think of courage because I think this is a time uh, that is calling us to immense courage. And sometimes we think courage means no fear or lack of fear. Or sometimes we we will say, "Oh, they're fearless," and I'm not sure that's a good thing. Uh, I think healthy fear is good. But the, the question is, in the presence of fear, what do you do? How do you respond? And, um, and I, I would like to define courage as, in the face of overwhelming fear, to continue to do and say and think upon the right and the loving thing. And in many ways, that's what's being required of us in these times. But how do we do that? How do we... Obey the command to fear not in the face of fear. It's been said that fear not is the most repeated command in Scripture. In fact, some have said it's 365 times. I've never counted that myself. Mm -hmm. But for every day of the year, there's that command to fear not. Mm -hmm. And it was spoken to Zechariah, the priest, in Luke chapter 1. And I was noticing in my reading the other day. He was startled by this angelic intruder in the holy place where he was offering incense, And then it says he was gripped with fear. So first he was startled, then he was gripped with fear. And we've all experienced, I think, both kinds of fear. Uh, One is where uh, the startling happens where somebody goes, boo, and they jump out from behind a a wall or something. And, and it feels like we've been slapped in the face with fear. But then the other kind of fear, this being gripped with fear, it's like a wrestling match, uh, where you put into the suffocating chokehold and you can't get out of it. And I have to be honest, I've felt that kind of fear sometimes over the past few days. Because we keep getting hit with these tsunami-sized waves of bad news, one after another. Stocks are failing. Businesses are going under, layoffs are being announced. I saw one newspaper headline that made me want to cancel my subscription. It said, are we heading into a depression? And immediately I had images of myself standing in a food line, uh, waiting for a handout. And I felt, I literally felt short of breath. And fear can hijack your brain. You can make, and then you make irrational decisions like hoarding. And I felt this pervading fear as I walked through the supermarket this week and I saw the empty shelves where I I was used to seeing abundance. Uh, And then there's the fear of COVID-19 itself. Not so much what it might do to me, but what I might pass on to someone else. And how might my careless choices cause harm to others. And what am I allowed to do And not to do. There's so much unknown about this time. Yet in the midst of this most cataclysmic event of my lifetime, and I'm sure most of yours, that eclipses even 9-11, as horrific as that day was, God still says to us, fear not. Jesus' command to us to not worry about what we will eat or wear was not confined to pre-COVID days. It means now, too. Don't worry. Don't fear. I'm with you. And even more so. And as David wrote in the psalm, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. And the key is, for you are with me. God is no less with us now than he was before. The insidious thing about fear in the darkness is you are not totally aware of what you're afraid of. You just know you should be afraid and your imagination goes to work to fill in the blanks. So I want to call us to some spiritual judo. And this is how we deal with fear. Judo is where you use your opponent's strength to actually defeat them. Even though you may be actually much weaker yourself. How do we not be afraid in the face of overwhelming panic? in fear, I think the step is counterintuitive, and that is to actually face the fear head on, to actually name it, to acknowledge the fear and even welcome it. Welcome it? Does that sound strange? Well, this is much preferred to denying it, pretending it doesn't exist, medicating it, Suppressing it with Netflix, drugs, alcohol, or porn. When you name your fear, you bring it into the light. But the key is you're doing it in the presence of the one who loves you and is with you. And who has promised to care for you. You are doing it in the presence of one who loves you infinitely. And that changes everything. Some people find it helpful to write out their fears in a journal, others verbally to a friend. But I caution you, if you do it with a friend or with someone else, don't become Job's comforters. Remember those guys? They tried to fix him or correct him. This is not a time to sort each other out, but just to be lovingly present with each other. And... Uh, and to hold each other, even if it's metaphorically with social distancing. Um, Simply being a loving presence. And can I just say, please give your children the space and opportunity to voice their fears as well, in a safe place. Whatever way works best for you, you can name your fears, because God is with you, Emmanuel. And along with the fears, name other emotions that might be tagging along. Like anger. Anger that our way of life has been so rudely interrupted. Plans have been canceled. Events, holidays, travel, grads, playoffs. There's grief and loss. And the losses are are mounting. And our way of life may never be the same. But we will rebuild and recover. But our world has been unalterably changed and I think those, those losses have to be grieved along with our fears. And so God gives us a gift and it's called the gift of lament. Once they've been acknowledged, these fears and losses, it's essential to grieve them, again in the presence of God. Avoid the extremes of denial on one hand, which some people are doing, and all those yahoos that went out to the beach and weren't paying attention to social distancing. Avoid denial but also avoid panic through the gift of lament. Lament is a gift that God has given us to grieve our losses, express our fears, our hope, our anger, and our pain through words, through song. I just love the way our artists have been doing that. Chris Martin with Coldplay and Bono with U2. And the way the Italians have been singing to each other from their balconies. This is ways that we express Hope in the midst of pain with art and song and tears. It is an act of worship and an act of faith. Did you know that one-third of the psalms are lament songs, expressing pain and anger in the Bible, right in the center of the Bible? There's actually a book called Lamentations uh, or Crying, written by Jeremiah. So lament is how we worship God in our Confusing in between times between promise and waiting and fulfillment when nothing makes sense and God's promises seem to have been forgotten. And finally, don't forget to grieve in hope. We are people who grieve but not as those with no hope. We wait with hope. We will get through this and we will be better for it, because God is good, and God is always working for our best. May the morning bring word of your unfailing love, the psalmist wrote. One of my favorite psalms that I often repeat in the morning on my prayer walks. The psalmist wrote, God's mercies are new every morning. Uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah wrote that actually, in the midst of his lament, the book of Lamentations. Your mercies are new every morning. Allow the old to birth the new. So watch for signs of grace and hope. I've noticed creation has been so brilliant since this crisis broke. It's like someone forgot to tell the birds and the blossoms how bad everything is. The morning bird song seems more clear and melodic. At night, the stars seem brighter as Kathleen and I have walked through our neighborhood. The cherry blossoms in the snow-capped mountains are just breathtaking. Friends, springtime is coming. And I saw something yesterday in our city that I've never seen before. After a week of seeing anxiety etched on people's faces, in the supermarkets with staff and customers, people on the street, no eye contact where fear reigned, something seemed to break yesterday. I noticed it first on my morning run. People were giving me social distance as I passed them, but instead of ignoring me, they were making eye contact and smiling and waving as if to say, hey, don't take this personally. You're still a human being. Mm -hmm. I saw my neighbors pull out their lawn chairs on the front uh, boulevard and visiting with one another while following social distancing guidelines. I had some neighbors I'd never seen that in the 19 years I've lived in this block. I know that there is still much to face and get through in the coming days with many emotional ups and downs. But yesterday I saw a ray of light and I wept. I wept in hope. It is ironic that the social isolation we are being asked to do is actually a picture of the way we've been living as a city. Vancouver is one of the loneliest cities in the world, and it's like we're getting this object lesson of how horrific this kind of lifestyle is. Is, it, is this mandated social distancing that we're going through going to actually bring us together? in ways more profound than we can possibly imagine? Will what we think is a virus actually be a cure for our real sickness? So while we continue to exercise the cautions of social distancing, hand washing, and otherwise protocols issued by our wonderful health officer, Bonnie Henry, here in BC, continue to be kind and generous Continue to pray for God's intervention in this crisis. Continue to sing. Continue to cry and to grieve as you need to. And together, we will more and more move through our fears into love. So I'm just gonna invite Kathleen to to share.
1: Hi, everybody. so happy to be with you again it's just a week ago we kind of began our journey of sharing this is something new for me and i'm really feeling and praying that you can have god's power and god's love and god's healing come to you through our attempt just to be present to you and share from our hearts so as we've been talking about i've been you know walking quite a lot through the neighborhood and Gordy mentioned the whole dynamic of people averting their gazes. And so it's very easy for someone like me to feel like I'm becoming a statistic and I'm just a potential infector rather than someone that's trying to make connection with others. And so as a result, um, perhaps like so many of you, I am grasping for a truer definition of who I really am in the core of my being Hence my poem entitled Blinded Sight. Maybe it is like a lamentation or a lament. Blinded Sight. Sitting in the darkness, viewing my illuminated screen, or walking by unseen, can I dare to see differently the contamination themes of COVID-19? Can I avert my stricken gaze and become blind to the visuals of all the data that seals my fate to a fear-filled allegiance? Or can I proceed to perceive a surer, more eternal truth, a stronger assurance that God is with me and goes before me and is my rear guard and my side-by-side guide, the all-consuming one who comes to me steadfastly and holds me securely in his constant love. My cure for fear has been image breaking and image making, for in the midst of my distress, I can rest my fears of death with each breath I breathe. When I see my shepherd king with his staff and his rod, my God, as he comforts me with his goodness and mercy, as they follow me all the days of my life, so I can dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May God be with you and go before you and be your rear guard and your side-by-side guide, the all-consuming one who carries you steadfastly and holds you securely in his constant love.
0: Thank you, Kathleen. It's been so wonderful to see in this otherwise dark time, uh, Kathleen beginning to write poetry again. It's just been so wonderful, such a grace. So we're here having church with you guys today and we're almost done, but we wanna, as we did last week, end with some singing. And uh, I kind of missed my piano last week. I have to be honest that When I started playing the guitar, I realized as I began that one string was out of tune. (laughs) Thank you for nobody mentioning it (laughs) in the following week. Uh, But hey, we're home, right? This is just family. And today, um, I'm hoping, I have a short in my quarter-inch plug, so I'm hoping the the piano won't uh, short out as I'm playing it. But I wanted to do this song again. Uh, We sang it last week, and then I want to do another well-loved hymn, and just a big, we're, we're here together, Kathy and I, with Sophia, our Italian homestay daughter, who's filming you. A big thank you to Sophia. So we're having church together here. And uh, in spite of everything that's going on, just enjoying God's love and peace and presence and pray and bless you with that as well, where you are. So I'm just gonna head over to my piano here and, and uh, just invite you to all, uh, Join us, join us in some worship. Again, these songs are available on your on your iPhones and and uh, just uh, Google Build my Life lyrics and they should come up. We'd love if you could just sing along with us in your in your homes.
2: us too.
0: So glad I
2: learned to trust Him. Precious.
0: He said, I will never, no, never, no, never leave you. I will never, no, never, 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 never forsake you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end. So we just want to end this time. I'm going to go back and sit over here. Uh, Catherine, if you can hand me my okay. book. And... Um, We just want to make a couple of announcements. We're going to be church today. Uh, This week, uh, Tay is setting up a beautiful new platform called Zoom, where we can actually log in together, uh, at least 100 of us, which unless we have a great revival, that should get most of us, uh, this week for church, and as you know, we're declaring a day of prayer and fasting. It's gentle. It's just do what you can. Uh, one meal a day, two meals a day, or just do some you know, fast Netflix for the day, or something uh, for three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And don't forget, we had planned this before COVID broke out, before the, we even knew this was happening. We planned this fast. So we wanna fast and pray. First of all, for God's intervention. Let's get rid of all the fancy schmancy stuff. Just God's intervention in this whole crisis, that God would intervene. That he'd help us find a cure, that he'd help us find a vaccine, uh, that this spread would stop. Pray for Italy, the countries that have been hardest hit, Iran, and uh, just for God's mercy and intervention, that it will turn a corner in this. Can we pray for that? Can we cry out to God for that? God hears, God answers. Uh, and then, of course, pray that, that this terrible uh, calamity can turn into something good, We know that God didn't cause it, God didn't desire it. We know that there are circumstances beyond our understanding and control. They have to do with free will and our choice and I don't know how it all works. But God works through even the worst evil to bring good. Isn't that what happened with Jesus on the cross? The worst thing that as human beings we could have ever done is to murder our creator. And yet, look at the good that God brought out of that and, and and showing us that love always wins. Love always wins. So Friday night, 7.30 to 9 o'clock, we want to do a Zoom conference prayer meeting where we all gather together online to pray together. And we're hoping that the uh, platform will all be set up and we'll be sending out links and instructions uh, this week about that. And so grateful for Tay. And he's a magician with this stuff. And um, so uh, the last thing I want to do is I want to give you... Uh, a benediction uh, from the book of Romans, and uh, to end with prayer. And uh, feel free to jump in, Kathleen, if you'd like, uh, and Sophia, if you'd like. Uh, but we'd like to just pray now for you and uh, bless you, uh, just to uh, in the presence of fear that will come and go. I I know that sometimes it's it, it you, you just feel well. What was the big deal? And things seem good, and then boom. You just get hit with another wave, and, and it's going to be like that. There's, it's going to be in and out, and it's going to be an emotional ro- roller coaster. And so remember in those, when you have those consolations, just to celebrate them of God's mercy. But when you're in the desolations, remember the consolations. Rem- don't forget what, what uh, happened in the consolation. Um, that the biggest problem with God's people through Scripture was amnesia. People forget. Yeah. Uh, God's goodness.
1: I want to say I can see God's hand writing our names on the palm. His palm. So we are not defined by COVID. We have a deeper, more sure, truer definition. He writes our name on the palm of his hand. Forever we are called by name. Each one of us has a unique Called name. And my name is Kathleen. It means pure one. And maybe you have to think about what does your name mean just in the next few days because God has called you by name. And you're not defined by this infection. You're not defined by a virus. May you be called by name. May you know your name. May God call you by name. May you hear the shepherd king calling you
0: And may the Lord bless you as you follow the protocols, the practical instructions, uh, the, the social distancing that is required of us in this time, that you will find creative and alternative ways to love. And as Paul said in Romans, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we just pray for that, Lord, that you will just fill each person, each heart, with your hope today, with your love today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you.